So for this episode, since there hasn't been a release of a new chapter of 1037 of One Piece, and with other chapters that have been delayed, I have decided to make this of where we're going to be doing a reading of a creepypasta story. And for those of you who are a fan of creepypasta, this would be something that many of you are much familiar with. So for this, this is going to be a real treat for you. Hello guys, this is Jade from The Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. In this episode, we are going to be doing a reading of the Rugrats creepypasta theory. So for those of you who are a fan of creepypastas, then this is the uh, episode for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. Rugrats really were a figment of Angelica's imagination. Chucky died a long time ago with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy was a stillborn. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement, making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. The Devilles had an abortion. Angelica couldn't figure out whether the twin the kid was a boy or a girl thus creating the twins, Bill and Lil. As for all grown up, Angelica was a bipolar schizophrenic, who as a teenager became addicted to various narcotics, bringing her back to her childhood, thus creating a world in her mind that she obsessed over. Because of the time lapse between the present and the time she interacted with her imaginary world, she made them older. Angelica was constantly taking hits of acid so she would never have to live with her out her creations. To her, her creations were her only company in a judgmental world. Angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose, and Angelica was a schizophrenic bipolar because she was a crack baby. Additionally, Drew in his depression married a gold-digging whore that Angelica idolized, fooling herself into believing that she was her real mom. However, she always had a concept of what her real mother was through a doll she carried around by the name of Cynthia. She used the Barbie doll to mirror her birth mother's image, wearing an unwashed orange dress and jacked up hair, which is why she was so attached to it. Later in life, she followed in her mother's footsteps, dying of an overdose at the age of 13, and all grown up was cancer. The only regret not to be fictional, however, was unborn Tommy's brother, Dill. However, Angelica didn't know the difference between Dill and her creations. Dill didn't follow her commands, and after endless crying and a refusal to disappear like the others did when Angelica was angry with them, she hit him. After she hit him, he screamed a screeching tune, and Stu ran in and pulled his knees off his only child, but it was too late. Dill had a brain hemorrhage, which resulted in a deformation. As he grew up, his damage only became more evident, and by the time he was nine and all grown up, he lived in his out- as an outcast, being ridiculed for his weirdness and retardation. The immense guilt over this is what caused Angelica to start using drugs, and to uncreate the Rugrats briefly until her experience with hallucinogenics. Chaz lost his mind after the death of his first wife, and was in denial that she was ever a prostitute. 
On a trip to Paris to find love, Chaz fell in love with a hooker named Kira. He was originally in love with, with a different hooker who he was planning to marry, but she only wanted him for his money. Kira once had a daughter named Kimmy, but the baby was torn away from her by law due to her cocaine addiction. Angelica imagined Kimmy from Kira's stories. And upon return to America, Chaz and Kira married, married, and she got her green card. It was a surprisingly happy and romantic story. Kira constantly struggled with her addiction, but was relatively happy with her new life with Chaz. Susie was Angelica's only friend, who entertained the thought of Angelica's creations because they seemingly made her happy. She later became a psychologist and teamed up with Nickelodeon to make the Rugrats. When Angelica died of an overdose, Susie helped arrange her funeral. Because of her addictions and her mental state, Angelica was expelled from anxiety, which led her to a break with reality and her eventual death. She spent the last days of her life in the back of the school cafeteria, imagining friends around her and playing with the lives of, of her creations. Our second creepypasta story is titled South Park, Colorado. Almost everyone on Earth has heard of the television show South Park, but do we know this town's history? My theory is that since the characters' appearance never changed as they age, they're all ghosts. South Park, Colorado was colonized in the early 1870s. The houses were made out of wood, like log cabins. Soon, in 1879, Dog Poo was born. Dog Poo's favorite activity was rolling around in the dirt with his family's pigs. He died in 1892. While lying in the mud, one of the pigs sat on him and suffocated him to death. He still continues rolling around in the dirt in his afterlife. Kevin and his family moved to South Park in 1914, but World War I was about to hit full swing. Kevin, Kenny almost always wore a, a parka, which ended up being the result of his death. In 1917, Kenny was crossing the street and got struck by a Model T, full impact. His parka was too tight, so he drowned in his blood. He was coughing up. In his afterlife, he continued to get killed, but since ghosts can't technically die, he was always revived. In 1925, Clyde was born. A year later, Tweak was born. The two boys were very close friends, if not brothers. Their friendship was put to the ultimate test in 1933, where the boys were playing in the woods and Clyde got bitten by a fox with rabies. Tweak tried to carry him to the hospital. The sounds of Clyde's agonizing screams in the air. His leg got stuck on a root and he collapsed on the way. Clyde died a painful death by his buddy's side. Afterwards, Tweet became more nervous as he saw the ghosts of the deceased kids in the town beckoning him. All of this was too much until one day, in 1936, he hung himself by a ceiling fan. Craig was a very quiet kid, born in 1934. He was liked 
He liked to wander around the town, searching for ghosts. Since he was quite fond of urban legends of the hauntings, he soon found them, and Tweak's ghost lured him, him into a deep lake, where he was ultimately drowned in 1940. In the afterlife, he became enraged by his short existence on Earth plane, and soon became hostile to others. Cartman and his mom moved to the town in 1941. Cartman had by far the worst step of all the kids in South Park. While he was sleeping, a cannibal broke out of an insane asylum in the next town. He stabbed Cartman to death and ate his flesh, bones, and internal organs. In the afterlife, Carmen turned into assault to insulting everyone in order to take his anger out. Wendy and Bebe moved to the home to town in 1947 after Carmen died. A few weeks later, a terrible storm came and, and the two were whisked away. Their current whereabouts are unknown, but their ghosts have been seen lurking. In 1953, Stan and his sister Shelly moved to South Park. Shelly was haunted by all of the tra goat town's tragedies tied to it, and like Tweak, became progressively nervous. It was only a short while before her and her brother's demise that she reached the brink of insanity. Stan became increasingly worried about her. His efforts to help failed, and in 1959, they both died in a car accident while their mom was driving them to school. In the afterlife, Shelley's insane behavior made her angry a spirit, and she tormented Stan to an extent. In 1968, Butters' family moved into Stan's old house. Butters, being an obedient child, always followed the orders of his often controlling parents. This would eventually lead to the cause of his death. In 1974, Butters heard his father's his dad's voice telling him to get the drill from the garage. He did, but tripped on his laces and tur turning the tool on, drilling through his eye socket. Butters died of blood loss on the way to the Hell's Ass Hospital. Despite being in the afterlife, the spirit still obeys his non-existent parents' orders. The day Butters died, Kyle and Ike moved to town. Kyle soon caught a rare yet deadly form of the plague after helping a rat escape. He died in 1976. In 1977, Ike died after his dad accidentally dropped him down the stairs. Ike's skull split in half, killing him instantly. In the summer of 1977, Jimmy moved to South Park. Despite his mental disabilities, he was probably one of the most cheerful people who lived in the town. Nevertheless, in 1979, Jimmy was diagnosed with mus muscular dystrophy. This made him lose his ability to walk, and from that point on, use crutches. Later in 1985, he died after the terminal illness ate his respiratory muscles. Due to all the tragedies tied to the town, it was quarantined by the U.S. military to prevent the future deaths of the innocent adults and children. But who knows? With some occasional new people in town, maybe more deaths 
agreeing. So what did you guys think of the two creepypasta stories for today? Did you like the stories? Did you not like the stories? Let me know what other creepypasta stories you would like for me to read for next time in the future. But for everyone who has listened to the end, thank you so much for listening. And to the end episode, whether or not you believe in the Terminator or not, keep loving what makes you, you. And stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on Wednesday for a new episode. Later!